trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Animal cruelty Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. All my business cards came back and they say the nice man. Oh well, I'm Adam. Act now and we've got a special going. One set of encyclopedias with every person killed. I'm Kelly. Ugh, this case is at a dead end. Let's ask that new rich ex-husband if he has any ideas. I'm Sean. And that's why they call me Andy Pushem Down the Stairs. That'll be $300. I'm Andy. Push him down the stairs. And this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, where this week we're going to be talking about hitmen, contract killers, murderers, <laughs> for money. Money! Doesn't sound very nice. Uh, I mean, I'm sure nice. there's some very nice ones. Nice for them. <laughs> I'd like to thank our patron, Will. If you'd like to become a patron of us, uh, find us on Patreon, Acid Pop Podcast. Thank you, Will. Hi, Will. William. We don't know that. I gave him a Nicholas name. <laughs> So the etymology of, I, I couldn't find an etymology of hitman. It's just, they're hitmen. Uh, but contract <laughs> started in the early 14th century as an agreement between two or more persons to do or not do some particular thing. <laughs> Originally, especially of marriage from the old French contract. Contract. Right. Or, beautiful language of French. Or the Latin contractus. Of course it is. A drawing together, a shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> and kill. And if you look up killer on the etymology dictionary, it leads you to the use of it as like killer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so just kill uh, from the 1200s to strike, beat or knock uh, from the 1300s to deprive of life, put to death. Hmm. Perhaps from an old variant of old English quellen to murder <laughs> or execute. That sounds more fun. Remember when he died on Dragon Ball Z? Weeza. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> Pick a woe. Uh, from Proto-Germanic, Kualjanan, okay. uh, to die. Uh, Kualu, violent death. Old Saxon, Gwelian, to torture or kill. Old North, Kaveya, to torment. Middle Dutch, Gwelin, to vex, tease, or torment. Huh. Tease to death. Yeah, tease to death. One second, my wife's walking. Hi. And the motorcycles are here. <laughs> yep, my motorcycle gang has arrived. Are they guest hosting today? They are. So there's not a phobia of being hitmaned, oh, but there's a fear well, of death, and it's thanatophobia. Thanos. Yeah, it's fear of being snapped to death. Yep. <laughs> fear of big purple men. Uh, it's a short quiz. There's not a lot of trivia about hitmen. I'm sure the FBI is looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman kill? Yes, no. So let's take a quiz. Richard Kalinske is credited as the man who has killed the most people for money. Huh. How many people do you think he killed? Oh, dear. <sighs> you know, it's one person. So it's not like they kill somebody every day or that sort of thing. What if you do them in groups, though? Yeah, that's true. 50. Is this all together? All together. All together now. 200. I mean, I feel like if you're doing it for money, once you've made up enough money, you just stop killing people. <sighs> I guess it depends on the price. If it's like 10 bucks. Working <laughs> to him, I think he also enjoyed it. 
Do what you love. <laughs> uh, 78 people and Adam, one dog. Adam is spot on. I'm spot a, on. A little over 200, oh, if oh. his claims are to be believed. Huh. Is he good at accounting? Citation needed. Um, so what's the most common day of the week for a hit? <laughs> hmm. I don't want to spoil the weekend, so I'm going to say Monday. Wednesday afternoons. Monday, the strong case for Monday or hump day. I'm going to say it's something innocuous, like Thursday. I, I, I mean, Sean's the closest without going over on the week. <laughs> uh, Tuesday. If somebody's going to hire somebody to kill you, they're probably going to kill you on a Tuesday Damn. for some reason. Tuesday was my second guess. Um, I do always feel most vulnerable on Tuesdays. <laughs> so someone has paid someone to hunt me down. Uh, there are three months that are tied for the most common month for a hit to take place. What are they? All three? You can you can guess one. If you get one, I'll give it to it's you. It's February. Because it's spooky to get killed. We got a 25% chance. February. I'm going for Christmas. Chilted lovers. Uh, the three months are March, May, and July. We all got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It skipped like it goes March, skip April to May, skip June into July. Oh, yes. A summer hit. (laughs) So we're in a murder month. All the months that start with M plus one J. We are in a murder month. (laughs) That's good because you're going to really enjoy what I've got planned for everybody. today. (laughs) I've got a killer surprise for you. (laughs) And now every what day is it? Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday night. (laughs) What's the average cost for a hit? Which is probably why the FBI is looking at me right now. (laughs) Just like typed in, how much does it cost to hire a hitman? <laughs> like, I feel like it's a big range. Like, if you just get some dude off the street to do it, it's like 150 bucks. But if you want like a professional grade A killing, I'm guessing it's in the thousands. Like, it depends on who's getting killed and who's doing the killing, what day of the week it is. <laughs> is it their busy season? Uh, 15,000. Oh, that does sound okay. 500. Wow. <laughs> Cheap killer. Man, if it's 500, maybe we should make that a Patreon goal. <laughs> oh, God. We'll kill for money. Did Kelly already go? I said 150 bucks on the low end and a few thousand on the high end. Uh, Sean was exactly correct. Wow. Hey. It's $15,000. The cost of a human life. <laughs> uh, although, like, some of the more expensive hits will run you, like, $168,000. 168. But Adam was also right. If you get a low-end hitman, it's like 500 bucks. Look, he'll get the job done, but it's not going to be nice. (laughs) So roughly what percent of murders are uh, contract killings? Oh, it can't be large. Yeah. Yeah. 0.5%, not half. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Half of all murders. (laughs) Everybody's killing each other for money. I mean, like, but if you get into, like, you know, like, Organized crime and stuff. They're always bumping each other off. That's true. They've got assassins. I think that's what television tells me. Uh, 3%. I do think it's really low. I'm going to say 5%. I'll give it to both Kelly and Adam because it depends on where you are. (laughs) 2 to 5%. Wow. That's more than I would have thought. The 2% was in Australia and the other one I found was 5% is Ireland. Oh, no. (laughs) Blimey. It's such a small place, too. Why are are there so many contract killers? (laughs) That's our hitman quiz. Just a lot of angry people. But we got several contract killers to talk about. Are you excited? Yeah. Um, are they all safely behind bars? <laughs> all of them are dead. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty safe. And they killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> they all took out a hit on the other one in the chain. <laughs> so we're going to start our, our stories with a contract killer named Charles Harrelson. 
Never heard of him. Uh, he was an encyclopedia salesman who moved to Los Angeles to make his fortune. Uh, that'll drive you to kill. <laughs> <laughs> the encyclopedias or the move? <laughs> the encyclopedia salesman. I could never sell the K's. <laughs> uh, he married a nice woman named Diane and had a few kids in LA, one of them named Woodrow. Okay. Okay. Wilson? Uh, well, you might know him as Woody. Harrelson? Yes. Oh, God. Woody Harrelson's father is a contract killer. Whoa. (laughs) But he soon decided that encyclopedia sales were not good enough, so he went to go make some quick money as an armed robber. That job's for suckers. (laughs) Which very quickly landed him in prison. Yep. Uh, It didn't really matter much to him, though, because he quickly said, hey, I'll be your prison snitch. (laughs) Right over here. And got out in roughly six months by snitching on everybody he could point fingers at. (laughs) You know what I'm good at? Whining. (laughs) Turns out he has a very talk face. <laughs> At that point, he decided he hated both L.A. and his wife. Oh. So he divorced his wife, leaving her with the children. And with L.A. And uh, said, I'm going to move to Texas. Wee-haw! <laughs> be a rootin' tootin' shootin' boy. He's, he's going to be a shootin' boy. Dig some oil. Uh, so armed robbery wasn't really working out, and encyclopedia sales were down. Yeah. Turns out people don't like encyclopedias that much. <laughs> I don't have room for 26 volumes on my shelf. <laughs> for our younger listeners, encyclopedias <laughs> used to be large, hardbound books, it's and you would have a collection with a a single edition for each letter. Well, somebody tried to print the internet once is basically <laughs> yeah, what happened. It's like Google before the internet. And by yeah. the time you bought the next volume, the previous one was already outdated. <laughs> yeah. So- he said, I can't do any of this. I want to kill for money. <laughs> so, like anybody, he went and got business cards made. <laughs> that said, Hitman, have gun, will travel. <laughs> it's good to be direct. Yeah. When when was this? Uh has to be I don't I don't have a date here, but it had how old is Woody Harrelson? Yeah, I mean sixties. Uh, okay. Somehow they worked for him. <laughs> Cause he's he's uh rumored to have killed over twenty people during his career. Wow. Yeah. Just pinned him to the board at the local coffee shop. Uh, one such person was carpet salesman Alan Berg, who uh, a rival carpet salesman <laughs> paid to have him killed. Wow. <laughs> Cutthroat business of carpentry. No, like going through these these stories, I was just like, this is always the best. Like, I want to read more about Hitman always. <laughs> it, it makes the recent stuff with Joe Exotic seem less strange. <laughs> yeah. I need you to sweep him under the rug. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So out, people are petty. Yeah. So Charles so, Harrison had his girlfriend at the time call the man and say, hey, we'll have sex if you show up at this bar. <laughs> okay, random voice. <laughs> you I sound hot. Female. Best offer I've had all day. <laughs> Since he was a horny, horny carpet store boy, he immediately went to the bar. Oh, you know those carpet store boys. Yep. <laughs> a nice burper. <laughs> I'm not going to make a rug joke. shag. <laughs> no, nothing. He very quickly went missing. Uh-oh. Uh, when he didn't come back, the carpet salesman's uh, father hired a private eye to try to find out what happened. The private <laughs> eye's name was Claude Harrelson. Wait a oh. sec. <laughs> so it turns out that Alan's dad hired Charles's brother. <laughs> oh. Is Which, this a, like a movie drama? <laughs> well, the two of them working together managed to get $3,000 out of Alan's dad for the location of Alan's body. <laughs> oh, oh. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect crime. It was at this point that Charles's girlfriend came forward and said, God, we actually murdered a guy. Police! Over here! It's over here! The my address boyfriend... is on the card! <laughs> my boyfriend taught me how to snitch! <laughs> so, Charles got arrested. 
Uh-huh. But he hired the lawyer that uh, made sure that Mar- the, the guy who killed Martin Luther King Jr. didn't get the death penalty. Oh. Hmm. And was set free. <laughs> wow. How much money did he make off of killing a carpet salesman? I don't know. <laughs> Probably 500 bucks. <laughs> it was at this point that he said, I need to up my game. And he was hired to kill a federal judge. Wow. Which he Jeez. did. It's quite wow. a <laughs> Now there's no one to prosecute him. <laughs> Unfortunately, shortly after that kill, Charles got really, really high on cocaine. <laughs> and started seeing federal agents in trees and on rooftops. It was celebratory <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> He, he truly believes that all of the uh, all of the feds were in trees and on rooftops looking for him, and they weren't. Those are raccoons. Turned out none of them liked that federal judge. <laughs> Nobody was looking for him because they didn't know it was him until Charles, super high on co- cocaine, said, something's wrong with my tire, got out of his car, and shot it. Okay. <laughs> it's full of holes. <laughs> <laughs> and a judge fell out. <laughs> and uh, so the police showed up. As you do when somebody's shooting their own car. (laughs) (laughs) What what seems to be the trouble here? (laughs) And during a six-hour standoff, Charles basically shouted, I know you're after me because I killed that judge! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we didn't have the tape recorder on once more? Well, now. Uh, So he was sent to prison. but It's just so good at snitching. (laughs) They didn't know if they could pin it on him. One, because he was super high at the time. He claimed to have killed FDR. Oh, okay. It seems like a big one, too. But they were keeping him in prison, and they said, hey, we need a snitch. And some guy says, I'm a snitch. (laughs) (laughs) So in a a wild turnaround, uh, the snitch was given a tape recorder, and he was like, hey, Charles, have you ever killed anybody for money? And Charles was like, yeah, let me list them. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my diary. Let me get my resume out. Uh, Charles got multiple life sentences and died in prison at age 69. Nice. The sex (laughs) That's the story of Woody Harrelson's dad. Is <laughs> that <laughs> so where he got his killer acting ability? <laughs> Woody Harrelson, of course, having started Natural Born Killers. Oh. Uh, so we're going, uh, and another reason I did Hitman for this episode is because a lot of them have cool nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next killer is Glennon Engelman, also known as the Southside Dentist. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Dentists are always scary. Yeah. Engelman was a dentist who had apparently gotten bored of merely torturing people. <laughs> I want to finish the job. (laughs) And he said, I want to kill for money. He did this over the course of 30 years and murdered seven people. Okay. That's not a ton, I guess. Pace yourself. (laughs) So his MO was to find women who hated their husbands and also had large life insurance policies on their husbands. Yeah. He would kill them and then they would split the money. His first murder was for his ex-wife. Oh, did he hire himself? (laughs) Well, to kill himself. Oh, no. Um, she apparently didn't want to go through another divorce and had a large life insurance policy on her new husband. Oh, I see. So he didn't kill his ex-wife. He worked for his ex-wife to kill her new husband. Yes. Huh. It's good to bury those differences and find a way to work together. That's <laughs> admirable. So uh, he ambushed the man right outside the St. Louis Museum and shot him in the head. Uh, he and his ex-wife split the profits, of course. <laughs> uh, she never got, like, there was never any evidence, really, that... She asked for this to happen, but she did uh, give a bunch of money to her ex-husband. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds a little fishy. Yeah. So she never got arrested. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to go through all of his things, but his second victim was Eric Frey, who, once again, his wife wanted him got dead. married once. Uh, who he hit over the head with a rock and pushed down a well. <laughs> Unconventional. <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs> you dead down there? <laughs> Engelman became very, very nervous that Eric survived. Yeah, how was he going to be able to verify? So, he went back to the well with dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. And threw dynamite down the well. 
Eric did not survive. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he would be brought down when he did a killing for himself. A lady who owned the uh, the dental clinic that he worked at had sued him, and now he owed her $12,000. Huh. So he killed her with a car bomb. Wow. Oh. Right outside his place of work. He's so versatile. He doesn't seem like a big planner. <laughs> he, he did this over 30 years. He never really got caught until he was like, hey. Well, he wouldn't have gotten caught except for his current wife, Ruth, said, it was him, officers, this guy over here. <laughs> also, I've got a big life insurance policy on him. If you could just take him out in the apprehension. It seems like such an obvious suspect. Even if he hadn't done it, they probably would have suspected him. Yeah. Uh, he died at age 72 in prison. Huh. The next killer we're going to talk about is a famous one, uh, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel, hmm. who was one of the founders and one of the leaders of Murder Incorporated, oh, good. <laughs> the arm of the mafia that would undertake contract killings and on-the-nose naming. <laughs> we have three branches of mafia? <laughs> Separation of powers, Adam. <laughs> uh, he earns the nickname Bugsy from his fellow gangsters because he was, quote, as crazy as a bedbug and had a quick and violent temper. Hmm. Nice. I don't know how crazy bedbugs are. I feel like we're stereotyping bedbugs. <laughs> uh, so his most famous murder was of a, that of a rival crime family boss called Joe the Boss, Masseria. <laughs> how do you know he was the boss? That's just my middle name. <laughs> Which allowed him, the, the people who hired him and his cohorts to set up what they called the National Crime Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> do they have to like file paperwork with the courthouse? <laughs> <laughs> well, to make Murder Incorporated. Become incorporated. <laughs> It started with Murder LLC, but... <laughs> Copyright. This, of course, did not put him in favor with many other gangs, and many of the killings he would be hired to carry out by his bosses were people that wanted to kill both him and his bosses. So it's kind of... Uh. He got paid for killing people that wanted to kill him. Yeah. Mm. So after a rather bloody career of murdering other mobsters, it was decided he was in way too much danger. Guys, this is dangerous. Yeah. They said, God, people are after Bugsy. Send him to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> So Bugsy moved to Hollywood. To become a okay. star? To run their underground betting rings. Oh. <laughs> uh, he very quickly became friends with people like Clark Gable and Cary Grant. Wow. <laughs> as well so- as Jack Warner, founder of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Charming, that crazy bed bug murderer. <laughs> so I bet you can't make it out of here alive. <laughs> uh, however, Bugsy really, really liked killing. Yeah. So when Harry Big Greeny Greensburg. <laughs> <laughs> Such fun nicknames back then. Big Greeny just uh, threatened to become a state state's witness. Bugsy rolled up to his apartment and killed him. Goodbye. Just in the open. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he went to jail, but it was noted that he was given the run of the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is well, jail now. The mob uh, really did have it cushy in the jails. Uh, the cops pretty much allowed him to have fancy outside meals and as many women as he wanted. Wow. wow. All the Olive Garden he could eat. <laughs> it's like a Scrooge McDuck bin full of them. <laughs> when the two people who had turned state witness against him somehow ended up dead, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, no one else would come forward to testify against him. <laughs> yeah. They tried to release him, but he was like, yeah, it's comfortable in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'll stay. <laughs> well, at that point, Bugsy would have to leave Hollywood, unfortunately. Oh, after his release. Uh, he went to Las Vegas where he founded a bunch of the casinos, including the Flamingo. What? Wow. So unfortunately, Bugsy at this point, having been living the high life in Hollywood, got a very overinflated ego. Yeah. He told his bosses back east. To shove it. <laughs> that he was now running the California syndicate. Oh. <laughs> and he would repay the money that they lent him to build the casinos in his own damn time. <laughs> <laughs> 
The mob sent a man to his girlfriend's house with a M1 carbine and Bugsy was shot to death at age 41. No, I was oh. hoping for a singing telegram. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Richard Kuklinski. The most prolific killer on the list. He's called the Iceman. Mm. Oh, yeah. There was a John Cusack movie about him, I think. Uh, raised by an ultra-religious mother and a violent alcoholic father, Rich was quite a piece of work himself. A little bit. Uh, so he would, as a child, he would take out his frustrations on neighborhood dogs and cats by tying their tails together and throwing them over power lines. What? Like a pair of shoes. Yep. So he would watch them tear each other apart trying to get down. Uh, oh. That sounds so, like a fairly traditional future killer pastime. I mean, pretty strong kid to huck a couple of dogs over a power line, though. I mean, that's one of the warning signs for like a serial killer. Oh, he's very much one of those. Like, he's got money for it. That's the big difference. Uh, he dropped out of school at age 14, which is coincidentally is the same year he killed his first person. Oh. Decided to hit the job market early. Yeah. That looks bad on your permanent record. Well, you see, the, a boy was bullying and teasing him, so he went into his closet, got the rod from his clothes, like, okay. like he hung his clothes on, and beat the boy to death. Oh. <laughs> that murder was never connected to him until he confessed to it when he finally got arrested. Huh. I mean, he put it back in the closet dripping blood. You figure they could have traced that down. <laughs> Why is there brain on your good suit? <laughs> that small boy grew up to be a six, six foot four or 193 centimeter, 330 pound hulking man. Wow. Should have joined the uh, NFL. <laughs> well, they wouldn't let him kill there. <laughs> <laughs> sure they will. It just takes about 50 years. I was going to say, eventually. <laughs> As crazy people do, he started bar- borrowing money from the mob. <laughs> And when he missed a payment, the mafia sent a bunch of dudes to beat him up. Rich just stood there and took it. Okay. <laughs> this impressed the mafia guys so much that they asked him if he wanted a job killing for money, which he was like, hell yeah. <laughs> we need a new punching bag. It was at this point that he said, I need to do some research. <laughs> so he began to travel to New Jersey and New York to perform research killings. Oh. Research killings. Where he would kill strangers in in different ways. And take notes. Well, he'd watch the police, basically. Oh do their investigations to see which killing methods were most untraceable and how long it would take them to, uh, it's like the to figure out like how long the person died and all this, it's like the thief that was stealing the, the security gear so he could study it. Yeah. yeah. Did the mob pay him a stipend for his, uh, <laughs> his study, his work study program. He's a research brand. <laughs> I don't think so. No, he's being paid an experience, Kelly. Yeah. You go to the people and say, pretend someone paid me to kill you. <laughs> he got his nickname, the Iceman when he started freezing bodies because it really made the time of death difficult to determine yeah. when you froze a body for three months to a year and then dumped it out on the street. Yeah. Huh. You do have to find a place to store all those bodies, though. One of his favorite methods of murder was to put cyanide in a nasal sprayer, walk up behind somebody and go, Pff. oh, God. Wow. And just spray it right in there. Oh, it's so quick. <laughs> There's a story from him where he recounts a time where he was going to kill a man and the man begged for God to come and save him. <laughs> so Rich pulled up a chair and said, we'll wait 30 minutes for God to arrive. Oh, <laughs> wow. And if he doesn't, you're dead. <laughs> Guess what happened? <laughs> Just not strike me as a nice man. So he also varied the ways in which he would dispose of bodies to throw off the police. If he had time, he would uh, put you in like industrial waste to dissolve you or in the back of a truck that was about to be uh crushed at a junkyard otherwise he would just cut off your fingerprints and throw you in the hudson river Mm. classic but surely there's a place where there's just a bunch of fingerprints laying around (laughs) (laughs) what's all these fingerprints (laughs) he had only two rules no women and no children okay so while he was doing all this he met his wife barbara 
Aww. Was she killing too? Was it a meat cute? She <laughs> never knew what he did. Well, yeah, how does that not come up? Off to work today, dear. Yeah. <laughs> All she knew is that they lived like royalty uh, and their kids went to the best private schools and they had the best of everything. Best stain removers, <laughs> best freezers in the basement. A lot of lie around here. <laughs> What's with all these nasal spritzers? <laughs> I didn't even know you could buy cyanide. <laughs> so it was quite a shock to her when the police rolled up and said, you're under arrest, Rich. <laughs> well, as it turns out so often in the mob, uh, somebody got arrested and and basically said, okay, I will turn you in. Rich's friend, Phil Solamine, got arrested by the ATF and became a snitch and then walked up to Rich and said, hey, I need you to kill somebody for money. And Rich said, okay. <laughs> They then lured him into uh, the contract killing with an officer. And as soon as he approached the guy with his cyanide nasal spray, he was arrested. <laughs> Do you have a prescription for this, sir? <laughs> Not even congested. Uh, he would admit to killing over 200 people and died in prison at the age of 70. Man, this sounds like a good way to live to about 70. <laughs> so I think the moral of the story is if you want to die in prison, become a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> Bugsy didn't die in prison. It's true. Well, no, he died of arrogance. <laughs> that's that's another good story for you. If the mob says repay your money, <laughs> maybe do it. Run? That's all the stories I have. Has anybody here hired a contract killer? <laughs> Not recently. I mean, the only experience I have with this sort of thing is playing the Hitman games, and I'm terrible. Yeah. Like, who's that bald guy in the chicken suit? <laughs> One of my favorite Neil Gaiman short stories is called We Can Get Them For You Wholesale. And it's about a guy who tries to hire a contract killer, but he keeps being offered better and better deals if he ups the amount of people he's killing. <laughs> like, well, sure, we can do you one for $100, but if you give us $200, we'll do three. And he's like, but I don't need three Ooh. people killed. But it's or a hell of a deal. <laughs> so he starts coming up with more and more people he needs killed. It's a great little story. It's very funny. It's in uh, Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah, uh, way back in the day, there was this online flash animation guy named Vinny Veritas. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I actually just looked it up again recently because I was reminiscing. Yeah, I. It's all in Spanish, so I don't really know what it's about. But I always got the impression that there was this city, and basically every single person in the city had a price on their head. And like for some people, it was just a little bit, but like the more bounties you collected and the more, you know, people you killed or put away, the bigger the price on your head got. So the more people tried to take you down. So it was like an ecosystem of constantly balancing out killers. I don't really know if that's what it was about. That was just always my impression of it. But yeah, uh, he did a like it was a big comic series. He did a lot of flash animations for it and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool back in the day. I have no idea what that guy got up to after that. Uh, flash animations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Newgrounds day. Man, I don't know if you guys ever worked in Flash, but... I did. It sucks. Oh, God, it's the worst. The people that did that are just like, man, more power to you. This is a pain in the ass. Uh, so if that's all the stories we have, I'm not going to ask you guys to kill anybody. Thank oh, good. you. But how much do I have to pay you to turn state's witness against a mafia hitman? Oh, no. Mm. I'll do it. A mafia hitman? I'll do it. I mean, morally, it would feel really good, I guess. <laughs> and you're getting but money. But they're not going to be in there for very long. That's the problem. Or they'll be in there for a long time and just live all cushy lives. Yeah. Uh, How many people have they killed? Uh, let's let's say you're turning state's witness against the guy who killed 50. 
Okay. Well, I need a lot of money because I need to disappear yeah. with my family. Yeah. Um, but give me a cool mill and I will happily turn state's witness. Ditto. I'll, I'll go live in like the Bahamas. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a witness protection thing. Yeah. But I don't think a million's enough, honestly, for that amount of risk and leaving everything behind. I, I'm, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Our country is, uh, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> no, but... I don't. I mean, I don't know a lot about the witness protection program, but I don't know if they can move you to another country. Can they? Yeah, I'm not gonna do witness protection. I'm gonna have a million dollars. I'll do my own witness oh, protecting. I was gonna say. I also don't know if you can just like buy into that. <laughs> so like, I'm very wealthy. Give me a new ID. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a million dollars. I can grease the wheels over in like Japan or something. <laughs> That's yeah. true. But I'm. I don't think a million would be enough to get everything you need and to live well after it. Yeah. Two million. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> Two million's a lot more than a million. Almost double. <laughs> <laughs> After taxes, though. <laughs> That's true. I'm not charging you taxes on this. With all that and the risk involved that I might still get found, I'm going to say at least five million. Yeah. I mean, for a million dollars, you could hire a contract killer <laughs> to take out the one you turn state witness Here's against. a million dollars. Go kill all the mob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> Going to hire the real Baba Yaga. <laughs> the one with the chicken heads? yes <laughs> I don't know if she does killing for yeah. money <laughs> she'll fly around in her cauldron <laughs> my god how terrifying in the Beretta <laughs> <laughs> this just got weird I'm the heart of Russia <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go somewhere in the middle I'll say 2.5 okay well here's your money oh, no, uh, who is it it's, oh, sorry. That's Bubsy at the door. <laughs> How terrible. It's a big cartoon cat. With a gun. Uh. <laughs> he pulls the trigger and it just says pow. So I think that's it for this week. I would like to thank our connected editor. That works. <laughs> I'd like to thank my co-host for hiring me to kill people. What? <laughs> it's not what the Patreon's for, Andy. <laughs> I'd like to thank our patrons for giving <laughs> the money to hire me to kill people. If you'd like to look us up, we're on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast, Reddit at R Acid Pop Podcast, we're on Instagram, Acid Pop Podcast. You can email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com, Patreon, Acid Pop Podcast. We're on TikTok, but I typed it wrong, so it's Acid Pop Poopcast. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, probably pay back all the money that you owe to the mafia. Meh. Nah. Yeah. Bye.